We're born into a certain world. It's chosen for us. Some might think it's brutal. I say it's glorious. We met as illegitimate children of the great British Empire. Family! A city of closed doors. By the time we were done, there would not be one single door that we could not get behind. Someone chose to kill Finn Wallace. There's a time when nobody would have dared touch this family. When we know who it is, we'll destroy them. Sean Wallace himself tasking me to find a guy who killed his father. He's the twat that tore up the pub. Elliot. Ah! And you did all that on your own? What was it? Six of them? Eight, but I had a dart. We are making enemies out of business partners. We've got to find a peaceful solution to this. I'm not interested in peace. Welcome to the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Toure and Derek Wong. So this week we're discussing AMC's new series by Gareth Evans and Matt Flannery, Gangs of London, which stars Shope Derisu and Joe Cole. A Byzantine crime epic with bone-crunching action. It's one of the most exciting shows of the season. Uh, so I wanted to start off talking a little bit about Gareth Evans, who, along with Matt Flannery, shot The Raid and The Raid 2, which are two of the most renowned action movies of the last decade. I think we covered both of these uh, in our Best Films of the Decade episode, and I think we all <laughs> sung his praises there. So, yeah, I, I know we've all seen The Raid and The Raid 2, right? I think we've all seen those. I think he's one of the best action directors, like, ever. But he also has a very sparse filmography. It's a small sample size, right? So it's yeah. hard to be like, oh, you know, he's John Woo or some shit. But, but I mean, now he's got this, too. Everything he's done is a banger so far, so. But he only directed the first episode, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's the creator of the show, so I'm sure he has a lot of... Well, I also was reading that, I think, He's like a co-choreographer yeah. for the, the fights. So like his hand in a lot of those scenes yeah, too. So it, like, you can I definitely mean, feel his presence. You can presence definitely feel his presence. Show. Yeah, yeah. And I think like his action is so great. It's because like it's so like kinetic and you feel like every single hit and just the sheer brutality of it. Some of this is like nasty, nasty stuff. And like that carries over from the raid. He actually directed episode five too. Yeah. Oh, did yeah, he do yeah, episode, yeah, five? episode okay. five? I'm looking at Wikipedia. It's like he has directed episodes one, five, and most action sequences. <laughs> so, <laughs> so give the man his credit, Derek. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Dude. I didn't notice that he also directed episode five. Apologize to the god. Yeah. <laughs> right. Give the man his flowers. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's also directed a, a Netflix film, Apostle, which is pretty badass, too. More of the horror genre. Yeah, I wasn't even going to ask you if you'd seen it. Yeah, it's good. I already knew, but yeah. <laughs> Not as much action as these, but... I didn't see Footsteps or Morantu, like his first two. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen those either. I haven't either, no. So really, we're just going off the strength of the Raid. Raid and Raid 2. But this this production and like airing is very weird. I think, Derek, you have a good handle on like what happened with this. I think it was originally 
a Sky Atlantic UK show, and then it was produced with Cinemax. But then Cinemax folded, right? Because HBO, like, and Warner Brothers, they they closed down the Cinemax premium channel. So AMC picked it up, right? But then when AMC aired it, I feel like they didn't do a great job of like promoting it because I feel like no one's really talking about this show. I think like there's some whispers in like the action corners of of like social media and stuff, but like this is not like something that everyone's talking about, which I feel like it should because I mean we're like two for two in the last new things we've talked about, like with Invincible and this, right? Yeah, so the, uh, for close to almost a year now. You could only really see this if you were, of course, you know, getting some kind of UK stream or mm-hmm. downloaded somehow the UK stuff, or you were a subscriber to AMC Plus. So they they dropped the whole season for this sometime, I think, in October of last year on AMC Plus. So if you were happened to be a subscriber, you were able to see this. But now I think it's it's a move to maybe get more eyes on this show, but also I think bring some attention to AMC Plus that maybe if you like the show, you'll you'll want to see it in the second season, that now AMC is starting to air the episodes on AMC, and you're able to watch the episodes on AMC. I don't think I have room for AMC Plus in my rotation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, as good as this show is. As good as the show is, and I think they, they're making the wise move to air it on AMC. Hopefully that means we'll also get to see season two on AMC, and that they won't try to mm-hmm. like gatekeep it behind uh, AMC Plus again. Because, yeah, I definitely want to keep watching this show, but I uh, I also don't want to be paying for AMC Plus at the moment. Are all 10 episodes available on AMC right now? Not AMC, but AMC Plus. Oh, on AMC Plus. Everything's on AMC Plus. Is, is it Plus, 10? Right? I thought it was 9. Okay, so it's 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 a little weird. Uh, I believe the original kind of UK schedule order for this was episode 1 is, a, I think it's a longer episode that AMC chose to separate into two episodes. So on AMC's uh, episode order, there's 10 episodes, but I believe if you look at the original airing in the UK, it's only nine episodes. Yeah. So it's a little weird. It's a little strange. So, you know, we're only going to be talking about up to, I guess, in the original order, episode five, but in in AMC's order, episode six. Mm -hmm. So not to confuse anyone, but yes, it's very confusing. (laughs) So basically, this is like a crime thriller. A lot of people are saying Scorsese. I don't really feel Scorsese here. I don't either. Shades of Infernal Affairs, though. So I guess the Departed. Yeah. So I guess like maybe. Yeah, but even that, you don't. You're not seeing both sides of. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, it's, yeah. It's never it's, focused on yeah. the cops. It's, it's really yeah, more interested in in the crime. So it's I kind of compare it to maybe like something like The Godfather meets Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, that's that's actually absolutely it. It's it's the yeah. It, it's kind of taking that influence of Game of Thrones, being this this crime drama about these like warring crime families that uh there is an inciting incident in the very first episode that basically kind of kicks off our our series or our season it's like modern day palace intrigue kind of although it's not as complex as you would think it would be like at first it's super at first i was it's super confusing it's just because there's so many characters there's so many crime families. But you get into it very quickly. You do get into it very quickly. He does a good job of – and I'll give this show the credit that I don't think it's deserved on something like The Raid and The Raid 2. Like I think those movies are much more focused on the action and that's the, the, yeah. the appeal of them. Story-wise, they're very convoluted and they're a little bit hard to follow at times. And 
maybe not the most sound, I would say, as movies. But I think he takes a step back in, you know, the gang's London to give focus to the story and give focus to the characters, but then also still highlight the action. I think it's a good balance. In- huh, interesting. I I actually think it's kind of a weakness because I think the the warring families is pretty basic and rote at times. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's as interesting as they think it is. Like, I want to see more action, I think. <laughs> mm. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of action. I think each episode has at least one big action sequence, which is, yes. which is great. But yeah, I, I think the warring family stuff is... It's interesting, but it's not as interesting as you would think. And I think... I mean, you guys watched through episode five. I've, I've seen all ten. I think, it, I think it loses a little steam after the episode you guys stopped at episode five. Yeah, I, I could see where that could happen. I was sort of feeling a little bit like at the beginning of five when they when when the, the focus sort of shifts uh i was sort of feeling like oh i definitely don't care about this character but by the end of the yeah. episode they definitely made me care <laughs> they did they did i don't know if i care about that character but i because I, I was starting to feel like episode four was the episode where we got the hit on on sean right and there was that crazy like sniper scene and then the, the scene back at the um the family house and I was like, yeah, really, really like what's going to happen next? And then yes. they pulled then us away. Five is a bit of a, it's a bit of a road bump, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're very frustrated when you get to the I was, five. I was double frustrated because first it was like a character I didn't really care about. And then second of all, it flashes back to like between episodes three and four mm-hmm. after episode four. So it's like, all right, why, why are we doing this? But it, 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 there was a good reason for it. And. The episode is fantastic. But the episode itself, like, just turns you around, because that episode is... By the end, it's just pretty fucking awesome. Balls-to-the-wall action. Yeah. But before we get too far ahead... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the main conceit of the show is that the head of a crime family, and like basically, like, almost like a crime syndicate, Finn Wallace, who's played by... I don't know how to, to, to pronounce his first name. Is it Colm? Colmini? Yeah, Colmini. Yeah. Uh, which, if you've ever seen seen him, you'd probably recognize him. He's a pretty, I think, well-known character actor, recognizable character actor. Miles mm-hmm. O'Brien from Star yeah, Trek, Yeah, Star right? Trek, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest one. Oh, thank you, yes. He he is murdered, and it, you know, sets off this uh, chain of events to basically kind of, you know, his family is trying to figure out who murdered him. And that's kind of where we're at. You know, we... We see who actually murders him, but we don't know why he murders him. And and um, that's the character that we follow up until, you know, episode five, where if you've seen up to episode five, that's where he meets his demise. But, you know, the head of the family now is, is his son, you know, Sean, mm-hmm. who is now having to both keep the kind of the, the heads of these kind of crime sectors in, in check but also figure out who killed his father yeah so it's it's all these crime gangs in london right and like it's the wallace family and the dumani family so they're the ones they're very close friends like the, like uh colmini's character finn is very close to to ed dumani who's the who's the head of the dumani family and they're the ones who keep like a very uneasy truce between like all the other families so like there's an Albanian mafia. There's like the Kurds. There's the Pakistani heroin ring. There's a lot of different crime families within London. So 
Finn's death, like, throws everything into disarray, and, like, Joe Cole's, like, threatening to, like, blow up the peace by, like, withholding shipments and stuff to find, like, the, like, mm-hmm. his father's killer. That, yeah, and that's, that's the sort of god godfathery bit, right? Right. The godfather's now dead, and then his son has to step up, and the son is a hothead, he's sort of the sonny, and then they have another son, Billy, who's sort of the Fredo, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although they kind of put a, do put a little bit of a twist on it. Good Godfather parallel, I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, and to draw the Game of Thrones parallel more directly, of course, it it's so on the nose because Michelle uh, Fairley, who yeah. is uh, Catelyn Stark, is is also the mother here. Mm-hmm. I, I did want to ask. So, is the relationship between the Wallaces and the Dumanis is the Dumanis kind of like the almost like the accountants? Do they handle the money? It seems that way. I think they're like the business, the more the business side. They help launder it into the buildings or whatever. Because Ed Dumani's son, Alex, he doesn't like to get his hands dirty, right? Because he's, he's more on the business side. He doesn't like all the violence and like the unsavory stuff that, that goes on. Mm-hmm. And his sister's like the interior designer for the buildings yeah, that go Yeah, for the up, hotels right? and everything. And so like they wash all this money through these buildings, I guess, is the idea. But I think the, undoubtedly the main character is probably... Elliot, right? Who's played by mm-hmm. Shope Dorisu. He's great, by the way. I mean, have you guys seen that that movie on Netflix, His House? No, I no. Haven't. Is he in it? I've, I've, it's on my list. Yeah, he's in it. It's like a haunted house movie, but it's like uh, refugees in in London, and they put them up in like tenement housing or whatever, and it's like haunted. It's it's really great, actually. It's a really good movie. Um, he was really good in it. He's really good here too. Very. Yeah, a uh, physical performance. He 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 gets put through the ringer on this show. Yeah, he's, a lot. Yeah, he's got to do a lot of a lot of fighting, a lot of brutal stuff. It's really good. <laughs> the the one critique I will have is it's such it's such a nitpick that the dude gets beat up so much, but like from episode to episode, he just seems fine. He just springs back. Yeah, he just springs back, but funny. also like his wounds like aren't there at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't keep the makeup consistent between like episode to episode. Like he's not that, or you just I don't. There's no clear like. Is it been maybe a couple days, couple weeks since you know? But some of these episodes seems like they're like minutes apart. Yeah, it seems like this is all happening within like days to yeah. a week or two max. It seems like it's all pretty quickly. Events are you know happening like day by day. It, it seems very quick the pace. The interesting thing about the, these two families is the Wallaces are white. I guess they're Irish and the Demonis yeah, they're are. Irish. I don't know where the Demonis are from, but they're a black family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're immigrants from somewhere, right? Like both families were immigrants, and uh, you know I guess Finn partnered up with uh ed damani and damani was always his kind of like a right-hand man so it's sort yeah, of like yeah. it's two families but they're really sort of almost like they act as one right yeah. so they call in- each other so intertwined they yeah they like call each other family and they like you know are super duper tight it's almost like you're the consigliere is is a member of a different family but now they've kind of united their i don't know they've like united their houses or something it's interesting i do think it's, it's a, a cool, cool di- it's, it's, it's a, a cool it's dynamic a cool, yeah it's a very cool dynamic especially for like a black family and a white family i think that's really interesting it's really cool really really different um something you probably wouldn't see in like a u.s crime drama yeah it's sort of a game of thrones lethal weapon buddy cop partnership kind of scaled up yeah yeah so the, the big thing we should mention about elliot's characters though he is what what do they call him? Not informants. Uh, he's a UC. He's an undercover cop. Yeah, yes, undercover, undercover cop. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we learned that at the end of I think the very first episode that he is an undercover cop, and you know he's he's there to try to take down the Wallace family, especially now that Finn 
is dead and Sean is taking his place, they feel like this is probably the most opportune time to try to to take them down because he thinks that, or they think that, you know, Sean is going to mess up somehow. And he almost does uh, in the second episode. You know, they mentioned that if Elliot was with them when they took out the, the Kinney family, like, you know, they would have had all the evidence they needed to take him down. But so it's interesting. I mean, at this point, he seems to be ingratiating himself in the family pretty well. I mean, we do see there is a big moment at the end of episode four where, you know, he takes a bullet for Sean and then Sean, you know, in, in turn, the family saves his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, Jeff, you've seen the rest of it, but we haven't. I'm curious to see where his character goes to see if, if it's something that, you know, in the end of season one or near the end, maybe he'll turn, maybe he'll, uh, we, we don't know. I don't know yet, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least where, where his story goes. And because he does seem to also be sparking up a relationship with Alex's sister, right? Yeah, Shannon Dumani, so. And he's like that kid's dad now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is so traumatic, right? When you when the, at that point in that scene where Michelle Fairley's character realizes like the kid has Dude, been that watching was so this. funny. Yeah, <laughs> and he tries to, she tries to take him into the other room, and like Billy's, yeah, Billy's shooting up. Dude, that was so funny. I about died laughing there. Anywhere she took the kid, it was like totally fucked up shit happening in the house. It's <laughs> really funny. I think it was like the only part of the show where I laughed. This show is very <laughs> deadly serious. I don't, I think. Um, not too much humor in this, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, it could probably use a little more like that. That was very funny. Because that's, like, very in the vein of the show, too, and not, like, distracting either. It was, it, was a, it was a great, great bit, I think. But going back to Elliot's character, I found it a little convenient how he warmed his way into, like, the Wallace family and the Dumani family, mm-hmm. their good graces. He's just, like, showing them, like, surveillance videos, and they're like, who the fuck are you? It's like, and he's like, oh, I work with what's-his-face or whatever, and they're like, oh, okay. And they just took his word for it. Well, he has been, though, right? He has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he it's has not been. Like he, it's not like he, he's making it up. He has been laying this cover for the last two years. But I feel like they didn't even know who that guy was, who's, who's played by, uh, um, what's his face, also from Game of Thrones. I think, that, I think that's just to, sh- to show, like, the distance between, like them right they're at the very mm-hmm. tip top of the of the crime syndicate he's like a low-level dude right yeah, yeah. so like he would know he would know, even after two years he would not have access to these people directly yeah so he's made like a huge break in the case with this with this action right so i guess he first distinguishes himself by finding the captured driver who was with finn when finn was murdered right and 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 to do so he's got to tear through that whole bar dude that bar fight is insane is that the best action set piece so far? Uh, I like the the hotel fight between the Cole. Is his name Cole? Oh, I thought that yeah, was a pretty yeah, good fight. Yeah. That, if uh, we're talking yeah. about like fight, like hand to hand, yeah, fight, just fights. Uh, I prefer. I think I prefer that one over the. Even the bar fight's a little bit more kinetic, and there's more people involved, so it takes a little bit more planning. Yeah, the hotel fight is good. I think every single action set piece in this has a different feel to it, which is kind of cool. Like, this first one is just, like, an all-on-out brawl in the bar. Um, just brutal shit. Like, he puts that glass in the dude's mouth, and then he smashes the dude's head in the into the bar mm-hmm. bar table. And, like, shatters the glass while it's still in his mouth. It's so fucked up. And then he, like, totally bends that dude's leg over the the corner of the, of the bar. Corner of the bar. Yeah, that was excellent. And then the dart. Yeah, he's going nuts with the dart. Oh, my God. Very funny comment about later. It was good. 
Yeah, that was actually kind of funny when he's later. He's like, "Yeah, I, I was taken down with a dart." Like, yeah, he, he kind of had to be there. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. I think I might like that more than the coal fight. I don't know. It's, it's a good one. I mean, the one thing about that first episode, I guess, because it is like really two episodes back to back. It's like the length of a movie, right? It's an yeah. hour and a half long. It's long. Yeah. So watching, I was like, "Man, this thing is not going to end. Like, this is wild." <laughs> but it's good. It got me into. By the end, I was I was into it. But it does seem like the only one that really fights in the show is Elliot's character, right? It's, it's a lot of the the fighting, the heavy lifting kind of falls on his shoulder in, in that regard. I mean, there's plenty of gunplay in the, in the show too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I mean I don't I don't know what happens by the end of the season, but I hope I don't know if they were going to add more people that can fight. I don't know if if they if the show gets a second season, if they'll have someone that can help supplement that. I, I think there is a second season coming. That's an interesting point. I didn't even think about it while I was watching it, but yeah, he does. He does get the lion's share of the, of the fisticuffs, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the gunplay, but definitely as far as fighting goes, he does. He does quite a lot of it. I was going to say, probably one of my least favorite things about the show is I think they use the shaky cam a little too aggressively. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm typically okay with shaky cam and things, but I don't know. Sometimes I think, especially for like an action show. I like my action to be a little bit smoother so like I can actually like see what's going on and kind of tell what's going on. I think that the use of the shaky cam, yes, kind of puts you in the scene and makes you feel like you're there. But at the same time, it really disorients me and like I can't really tell what's going on. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to see all of that. And I I think he – because he doesn't really use it too much on like something like the raid, right, or the raid 2. He really lets the action like play out. Yeah. um, Really kind of – Huh unaltered in that way i guess it didn't bug me too much i didn't think it was like the born supremacy or something i think it might be shaky but there aren't like excessive cuts he likes to hold the camera which i do like yeah it's fairly clear it's fairly like it makes things much more impressive i think yeah it's, n- it's not like too tight in like there's a little bit of distance to it you can actually see what's going on with yeah. the fight it's all very it's very clear and like even when they cut a bunch they're cutting in ways to make the action clear mm-hmm. they do it well enough that i think it adds to the clarity i don't know i i didn't really feel the shaky cam thing at all yeah I, I know that that's really subjective to like the person watching right like some people are really affected by that kind of stuff some people aren't like typically i don't get like nauseous or anything it's just i could definitely it starts to feel a little disorienting when you when you're like shaking a lot i think it's a lot of the running and and like moving action scenes that that he or I guess I should stop saying he because, you know, Evans didn't direct every episode, but I guess they kind of use in this series. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of that, I do commend it, you know, because a lot of times when you bring in different directors, different directors have different styles. I think generally this show cohesively works really well, right? It doesn't feel like there's like multiple different directors filming it. Yeah. I, I, I do commend it for that less so than like a game of thrones or something like did you feel that episode to episode like a vast shift from director to director yeah i I think i do especially i mean we're talking about game of thrones i think game of thrones smartly brought in depending on the episode brought in people that could do action versus because you know there's yeah i agree episodes of game of thrones where it's like it's the action that's kind of the centerpiece of the show versus there's episodes where it's like the drama right the conversations the dialogue that becomes more of what's the centerpiece of those episodes and i think they smartly bring in directors that can handle either one uh, a little bit better than the other like like they brought neil marshall in to do like uh, the battle of blackwater and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah all right I'll, I'll agree with that that makes sense but yeah like i said this show i think it, it does a good job of kind of making me feel like it's it is kind of like one direction 
And I think it has to do with, like, a lot of the action. Yeah, Gareth Evans is, like, if he's choreographing a lot of the fights, then, like, I think that goes a long way in smoothing everything out. And and episode one has two big fight scenes, right? There's there's the one at the bar, and then he's fighting the, the Traveler gang at, at the end, right? Or not the gang, the, the dude with the cleaver. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. That was a great fight. And, like, I love how they put, like, little realistic touches where they're fighting and, like, um, not everything goes as smoothly smoothly as you would think. Like, Elliot's getting his ass handed to him and, like, um, this dude's got a cleaver and he goes to the wall and, like, there's, a, there's like, a pipe. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to get a weapon, too. He's going to get a pipe. But it doesn't come out of the wall. There's, like, a nice little yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice little touch like that and, and, and it's, it's great stuff. Or I like I like the moment in that fight when the guy's about to like put his head into the into the cleaver that's stuck in the wall, and then yeah. he, he's forced <laughs> to grab the glass that's like Oof. broken. And I was just like, oh yeah, like it's stuff like that that I really a appreciate. Lot of wince inducing like injuries, violence, and stuff. yeah. But even before that battle starts, when he like looks into the the tub, and that guy is just like. All mangled and dead, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. Yeah, this definitely, this stuff definitely reminds me of the raid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could tell that it's an actor learning to fight and not a fighter learning to act. Like, it's not, it's not the raid level, but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah, no, he's very good in those fights. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he has some kind of like fight background because it is. I don't think it's a coincidence that they keep using him as the fighter, right? Yeah. I, I guess he, he does use a hammer a little bit in, I guess it's episode four. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, not much of a fight scene. It's more of a torture scene. A torture scene, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like pretty, pretty, pretty messed up. Um, yeah, there's, there's a decent bit of gunplay here too, right? And it does, like, the raid did also have a bit of a mix of where you get some fighting and some gunplay. Um, what do you guys think of the, of the gunfights in the show? Uh, I mean, they certainly don't shy away from blowing people away. Like the the massacre at the end of episode two was was fucking nuts when uh, Sean wreaks his vengeance on the, uh, on the on the on the on the travelers. Yeah, 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 like Kenny's just like trying to escape, and like they're just killing everyone at the at the traveler camp. So the travelers are Irish too, right? But they're like lower class. Is that what it is? Uh no, they're, they're not. So they're a different ethnic group. Those people, those people are the Welsh. Are the oh, they're Welsh. Oh, oh I didn't Welsh. even know. I don't well, see no. how. So they're called the Welsh travelers, but they're actually um, like Romani. Are they like, the, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Did you I guess read, read a wiki read for this, yeah. or did you get this? Yeah, like, no, I, don't I don't know if I got up, this bro. from the. I don't, <laughs> don't know if I got this from the show. Do not worry. <laughs> I definitely had to look that up. Yeah, because Kitty seemed like a ginger or whatever. So I was like, oh, is he Irish too? You know, I, I, I had no idea. So they're a complete, completely different group. I, I will say what I do love about the gunplay in this show is that he makes it feel like the people are taking punches when they get shot. When someone gets shot in the shoulder, like their shoulder like flings back or if they get shot in the stomach, like you see their whole body kind of like move. And I think he kind of takes that like idea of like taking a punch in, in a movie, like selling that. Mm. And he kind of applies it to his gunplay, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it makes you feel every like shot, every hit, right? Yeah. If we're talking about gunplay, I mean, we, we have to talk about episode five, right? The the raid on the house. Yeah. Because <laughs> when they first start shooting in the house and like all, all those kids just like die, like that was... Brutal. That was fucked up. Fucked up. Brutal. They're just like their bodies are mangled and they're just like getting you know messed up. And it's 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 a great, great action scene. It is gruesome. 
and then it turns into it turns into a siege. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like they've got like some panic room thing where the windows on the first floor are all like shut and little holes you can shoot out of. Why? Why is it got to be the Asian kid who just like holds on to that? He could have pulled it a little bit <laughs> earlier, but I don't know why he pulls it after he gets shot. Dude, like, at least he got to like die in a cool way. All those other people just got blown away for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> at least he got to do something. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a it's a very cool raid. It's a very cool. It's siege. a cool raid too because like you don't know who the fuck these like who are these fucking Danish assassins. It's like what the fuck yeah, are they what doing? Is going on? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's cool. And the episode does a good job of making you care a little bit about. Kenny Wolfson, and his son. About, about Kenny and his son, and and who's the uh, woman who's helping them there? I completely forgot. Evie, Evie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evie and her compound makes you does a good job of making you care just a little bit about Evie before it just massacres them. Yeah, it, it's uh, and all her orphan kids or whatever. Spoiler alert, but no survivors there. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Kenny's Kenny's son almost gets away, but uh, they they get taken out as they're like reaching the boat. Oh, yeah, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Dude, the boat captain's like, oh, where's my wife? And then he just gets completely reamed, blown away. Yeah. He sees, like, the smoking crater that used to be his house or whatever. It's, yeah, it's really bastard. I will say about, I mean, because I'm, you know, we're only halfway through the season. Like, the introduction of this Danish hit squad is a little, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Oh, see, I I like it. It's like a, a little wild card thrown in there that that like shaking up this kind of like family versus family. Like I'm sure they're in the employ of some other actor who we are, have met or are going to meet. But I do like the I do like that they threw this whole other element in there, and it does seem kind of subtly different. Like they're mm-hmm. very like military. They're, they're wearing all this tactical gear. They got a ton of guns and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, they, they seem like professionals. I kind of like that. That's thrown in there as a, di- so a sort of subtly different element from the other gangster families. I kind of like that. Or I was really into the family versus family thing. Like I was like ready for this kind of ride to be like, oh, it's it's one of the families and we're going to take the season to find out which one it is. And then now it's like, I mean, I guess it could still be, but then it's kind of this weird, like, it seems like it's a third party that's trying to influence rather than it. it Seems to be leading more. It makes sense. Third party than- it makes it's not. It doesn't. See, once you find out like who they're working for, it's okay. not as like jarring as like oh, just, just throwing on random Danish assassins in the middle of the okay. season. Okay, I mean, I think, um, that's I what think, I was just I think afraid we're getting a sense already at the end of episode five. Episode right? five. Yeah, we do see who makes the call, right? Yeah. You know, I actually do like the C. I don't even know if it's a C plot. Like, it's not a B plot. It's not a. It might even be like a D plot. But like this. <laughs> The stuff with uh, the Kurdish uh, militia and, and the Pakistanis or whatever with uh, with Lale and Asif, I like I like that mm-hmm. little rivalry too. Yeah, that um, was a compelling, a compelling yeah, episode. I like that. I re- I really liked Lale. She was definitely my favorite of the like the the, the of the other families before you meet them. So it's so rough, rough to watch what they what they do to her and her family. Dude, it's fucked up. Brutal. And that was a good episode. Like, it really showed that, Sh- like, to me, it was like, that was like Sean's coming out, right? It showed us, the audience, like, Sean knows kind of what he's doing. And he's different from his old man. He's doing things differently. Yeah, he's different. He's a little different from his, his dad. And everyone keeps telling us, like, everyone keeps saying around him, like, oh, he's he's the hothead. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, like, it's going to fall apart without his dad. And, you know, that really showed us, like, hey, maybe he does know what he's doing. Maybe he can lead this, this syndicate. And, you know, now... I think Lale's on board, at least from what, you know, up, up sub five, it seems like Lale's on board. So 
we'll, we'll see what he does to anybody else that might not fall into place. Yeah, it's interesting. She's, 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 I think, immediately compelling because she's like the only one so far that we've seen where she's doing the gangster life to for another cause, right? She's like right. trying to support her, yeah. I don't know, Kurdish militia members Overseas. back home. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just like, I don't know, for money, for money's sake, right? She mm-hmm. does have a political cause. She's a little bit maybe more compelling than like the other, the other characters. Sean does bring up a good point at the end of that episode where she basically gives up her sister. Dude, that was cold. And her, her nieces, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's ready to let them die for this cause. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That was cool. I did not see that coming. I, I knew I knew something was going on because they they did the um, fast five move, where they like they hide something behind another thing, and in the end, it's like I had your I I did the switcheroo on your on your, on your crate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sean's like, you can't get anything past me or whatever, and and he burns her shipment, and then he's like, well, we can still work together, but you're not getting this out of here or whatever, you know? It's You gotta pay somehow. Yeah. I like their dynamic, too, and even though, like, Asif's a piece of shit, I do like that he has, like, a son who's tr- just trying to be a legit politician. He's, like, running for mayor of London and all that. Mm-hmm. Son's the Pakistani Michael Corleone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying to, trying to go legit. The family business in a legitimate direction. Well, he's running for mayor. That's enormous. Yeah, that's huge. Especially for uh, for London, you know? I was going to say it's unrealistic, but I thought about it. It's actually incredibly realistic. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't about, I mean, I don't know about London and, like, I don't know about in the case of London, but there's definitely, like, American parallels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about someone like, I don't know, I'm thinking about, like, JFK, for example, where his dad was, like, cl- very clearly involved in the mafia. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, uh, the one thing that like uh, that kind of took me out of the, the series, and this is just a funny little aside, uh, it's that point where like Luan goes to meet that Nigerian guy. Mm, Mosi. Mosi, and he's like um, burying that guy in the column. Dude, Mosi is fucking terrifying. Dude, that he's was cool. so scary. Yeah. But uh, when, when they put him the guy in there and he, they're pouring the concrete, I was like thinking, I was like, doesn't that like affect the structural integrity <laughs> of that column? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I can think about, but uh, that that has nothing to do with this show, really. I never would have thought of that. I just thought it was a very cool, <laughs> cool mafia thing. Would it? It's just one column in an entire building, right? No, yeah. I, it, I mean, yeah, probably not. I mean, that's that. There's redundancies in like construction, right? You, you usually structural engineer. Uh, okay, I know this because I'm, a, I'm an actual designer, <laughs> but. Most structural engineers over-design rather than under-design. So, yes, probably wouldn't. But, like, I'm just thinking about that one specific particular collar. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that affects the structural integrity of that (laughs) collar. When I was watching that, I was like, wow, that's fucking genius. They're never going to find that dude. Yeah, there's no way, right? (laughs) I was thinking that too. Burying some dude in a column in a building that's under construction. There's no way anyone's ever going to find that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Next time I talk to any one of my construction buddies, I'll be like, dude, you guys ever bury someone in a column? Because everyone who's on that construction site is just like, normal day of work. We're just going to put this guy in the column today. Well, it's a mob-run construction site. It's not, you know. But yeah, I get what you're going. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. No, I feel like the building will be fine as long as no one hits it with a plane or something. I think the structural integrity no, is yeah, going to no, be fine. No, it's going to be fine. <laughs> but... Uh, what did you guys think of – I know we're kind of skipping around here. Like, what did you guys think of the actual, like, alley scene when, like, I guess that 
Danish guy. Because it's that Danish guy from the fifth episode, right? Who's doing all the sniping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not entirely um, clear while we're watching it. But I think I checked Wikipedia. It's definitely that guy. Um, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, it seemed like his goal was to hit Sean. And, like, I feel like he had plenty of opportunities to hit Sean. But he kept just shooting all the people around Sean. Mm. So, it was just kind of weird to me that, like, it seemed like I was a little confused. I was like, is he is he trying to hit Sean or not? Or if he's just trying to make it seem like he wants I to kill Sean? I think he is, yeah. Uh, oh, all right. oh, you think it's a false flag or something? Well, like... When the sniping portion, I was a little confused, and I thought maybe this was just like another ruse of like, oh, someone's trying, you know, maybe it was set up by Luan to, so it looks like Luan's on his side. But then when the guy like actually activates his agent inside the house, I was like, oh, okay, I think he was actually trying to kill Sean, but just very, very unsuccessful, but very successful in taking everybody else out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't question for a second. It definitely just seemed very straightforward to me. Maybe I'm just not thinking deep enough. I don't know. It's also a high-ass powered little rifle, right? It takes that yeah, dude's like, whole face off. Why don't people off. do that shit more often? That is, <laughs> that seemed very... Didn't, didn't it, like, blow up a car? Yeah. Well, it blew up... He shot the canister. He shot the canister with the old guy in it. So that's what blew up the car. I mean, he shot his bodyguard and, like, his head exploded. <laughs> it, it was a cool scene, though. It was a very cool scene. We don't see this action much on on TV, I don't feel like. Yeah. Or, I mean, we we have, but not too often. And I think this is definitely a show I'm, I'm interested in keeping going. You know what? This, this gives me a lot of uh, Banshee vibes from Cinemax. Um, I think... Well, it was supposed to be on Cinemax, so... <laughs> I think this is way more violent and way more brutal than even Banshee, which was pretty brutal on its own. But, like... This is like a whole nother level. I think this is one of the better action series of the last decade. Or I don't, I don't even, I don't even know like how many action series there are. Like, there aren't that many, right? I don't think there are that many. No, it seems a lot of them are reserved to Cinemax. because <laughs> you got Banshee, you got this, you got Warrior. I think yeah, has pretty yeah. good action in it sometimes. Um, yeah, so maybe Cinemax just knows that, or I guess before they canceled yeah. their they TV slate, Strike Back too, which was on on Cinemax. Yeah, they're. They're very uh, genre-focused, uh, Cinemax. I am kind of interested, because, you know, it was recently announced that Warrior, you know, it's getting picked up by HBO Max, because a lot of the Cinemax stuff was transferred over to HBO Max. I wonder if they ever considered bringing this to HBO, instead of, I guess, having AMC pick it up. I'm sure they did. I could see this more on HBO, just because, like, it's so much gorier i don't know i guess cinemax is gore too did it for sure gore too i don't have like standard cable anymore so like i don't know like is it going this intense like on amc you know what i mean because it does seem like this is pretty bloody and yeah i have no idea i i'm interested to see how it how it plays on on uh, premium cable right like I, yeah i don't know if they keep all the there's swearing there's blood there's gore it's it's very intense for for a cable show. I'm sure I'm sure they maybe censor it. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure on AMC Plus it's uh uncensored. Uh was there anything else you guys wanted to mention? No, I think I think that's it. Uh, there's not, there's not too much to, that I want to talk about besides just like go watch the show, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's it's surprisingly good. The only the only reason I stopped at episode 5 was because I knew we were doing this episode. I didn't want to get confused. With what happened in later ones, because we agreed to only mm-hmm. go up to five. But uh, dude, I'm I'm psyched to finish the rest of the season and eagerly anticipating yeah. uh, season two, at least yeah. from what I've seen so yeah. far. 
So yeah, uh, definitely encourage people to go watch it. Yeah, I would I would kind of echo that. You know, definitely go out and watch it because the only way you're going to get a second season if if people watch it, right? Yeah. But I want I want the show to keep going. I'm I'm definitely interested. So um, go out there and check it out. It's it's quote unquote free on AMC now as long as you have like a, a cable provider. Yeah. Or you can if you want to you know do a free trial of AMC Plus, you can watch the whole series right now. <laughs> Give Gareth Evans more work. He's fucking great, dude. I'm 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 just sad we never got that Deathstroke movie from Gareth Evans. How much How much would that have fucking slapped? That would have been so cool. That would have been very cool. Alas, it was it was not to be. But yeah, if you like crime, if you like violence, if you like martial arts, if you like people's legs getting bent over a bar table the wrong way, you can watch this show. It's a lot of fun. I guess before we end this episode, I did want to uh, give a heads up to our audience that uh, if you haven't seen these movies yet, they are both now available on streaming. We've done past episodes on them. Uh, and, and for, for whatever, whatever reason you couldn't find those movies before, um, Possessor is now on Hulu. Mm. And Synchronic is now on Netflix. I yeah. believe it was like number one for number one so definitely, this week. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely go check it out. They are both, I, I think, if I remember correctly, bo- all, all of us like both those movies, and we gave them both high praises, and, and they were both really fun kind of sci-fi thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely go check them out um, if you have those subscription services. Yeah. And then go back and listen to our episode if you haven't listened to it. <laughs> Good footnote to this episode. I, I like yeah. Yeah, reminding yeah. people of what we've covered and what's new on streaming. So, well, I think that will conclude this week's episode, though. Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at Strange Harbors, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, also at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me here on the pod. What about you, Derek? You can find me at the wrong day, day spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that is for Instagram and Twitter. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, um, anything to add to our episode about Gangs of London, uh, shoot me an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like reading emails out on the pod and feel free to shoot us a line. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.